What's up, y'all? This is Books to Bills podcast, a podcast for the young professional. It's Erica Helling, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. And it's everybody's favorite staff member, Shaq, from the beautiful state of Florida. And this is Jasmine, hailing all the way from Tyler, Texas. I wish I was still in Austin. You always wish you were somewhere else. Okay, didn't you listen to the podcast earlier? Were you present at the meeting? Because I said I was going to start saying where I wish I was. Oh, I guess it's just <laughs> that was one stuff. of the moments when it, it was somebody wasn't paying attention in the staff meeting. No, mm. I mean, now that you said it again, I remember exactly when you said it. It just made me feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> sad because she want to be somewhere else? Yeah, I, I want her to be comfortable there. I'm working on it. I've been trying to, you know, curate what I want in my space, in my home. Good. Okay. But, you know, Jasmine, when I was listening to your one on one, um, I don't know if we caught the full circle moment. But do you remember a long time ago, Nikki joined us on the show and y'all were also in Austin for. And I want to say she was on a work trip then. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was like, oh, that's reminiscent. Wow. Yep, that's where we were this weekend in Austin for a work thing. Did you have fun on 6th Street or you didn't go? We didn't go to 6th Street. Um, we were near the domains. It's turning into like a little mini downtown. Okay. It got bars and all kind of stuff. So shopping, eats. It was packed. I mean, I'm not surprised. I feel like Austin, one of those places where they always like, they doing the newest little thing, you know, like the newest bunch of young professional stuff and like people really like to go there or something like that. Definitely. It's probably going to boom in the next two years. Well, I imagine they are going to have some more places like, you know, like places that are not 6th Street that attract guests and people because, you know, uh, people don't desire nothing but a little exclusivity. And once there's too many people that start crowding the spot, specifically tourists, then, you know, the locals are going to go somewhere else. Mm. I think the domain is equivalent to like when you go to Austin for a conference and you don't necessarily want to take your team to 6th Street. You go to the domains, you know, have your nice glass of wine, some beer, dinner, but you don't want to necessarily turn up with your coworkers. That's where you need to mm-hmm. go. You know, that made me think about something because I, I, it's important that you know who you with when you about to turn up with people. Because we went, I went to Chicago this summer. I was there to run a race. You remember when I ran at 5K and my, uh, my LB, who was our host, he ended up like we had a whole agenda of things to do and he wanted to go see some of his co-workers and y'all it was a bar he says like it's a bar so i'm like okay let's go you know let's hang out let's get a few drinks y'all we done went up in there i ain't see nobody that looked like me i didn't see no crown i didn't see no hennessy i ain't see no patron <laughs> i was just out of place i was out of place so that must have been something like that like a domain style place yep that's exactly what it was mm. something light because you can't get too sloppy in front of your boss Right. I mean, you can, but you're going to be messed up afterward. They ain't going to be your boss no more. You're going to have to find a new job. <laughs> well, to each his own with that. That sound boring. Honestly. Jasmine making it sound really... Everybody don't have a team like you, Erica. Y'all That's what I was going to say. Everybody can't just go and get sloppy with their coworkers and then Wait, go to work the next day. Pause, 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 pause. We do not get sloppy drunk with our coworkers. Ain't no Shaq, could, did you take shots when you met your metrics? Because we did. 
Nope. That's not the. That is not the equivalent of being sloppy drunk. I'm just saying. Let's use our words appropriately. We don't even bring alcohol into the workplace. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that Austin sounds boring. Not that y'all sound boring. Austin, well, it ain't. Every time I go, I enjoy myself. I just got attacked. Gone on attack this petty question, man. Okay. (laughs) It's real simple. Um. Fair warning, it's job searching season, and so that's one of the things at the top of my mind. And um, I went on ahead and reactivated my LinkedIn for my 30 days of premium for free. I might pay for another month or so. It depends on how we, you know, how we vibe for me. But, um, you know, it lets you see who's viewed your profile. And now they have a setting where you can view somebody's profile and incognito, basically. So you, you don't know who it was, but it'll be like it's somebody from your organization. And so I guess I just had a little light question of, have, do y'all ever go look at y'all's like friends or, you know, co-workers, maybe co-workers once removed, LinkedIn stuff? And like, what do you be looking for? I feel like you would be looking for... Stuff as if it was a ex from a relationship. Like, have they improved since they moved? You know, <laughs> since they moved on, what are they doing okay. with their life? Okay, I wish you the best. Whatever, whatever. I think the other thing too is you got to see how people word the jobs that they had, especially if it's somebody that you know that you worked with them, and you've been. Because I don't know about y'all, but it takes me a little while to like properly like formulate my bullet points on my resume or what I want to say on LinkedIn, and so. I be looking at people resume. I be looking at people LinkedIn, everything, trying to get some inspiration. If they use the hundred dollar word, I'm going to use the hundred dollar word. Like, you know, I got to make sure that my (laughs) stuff is always, you know, competitive. So I do that all the time. Personally, I don't go on people's LinkedIn as much as I used to. Uh, Oh, excuse me. I'm hurt. But, um, but I do, uh, I do. I like, I go on there and kind of be nosy and stuff like that, but I don't trust this stuff. that somebody like incognito. Cause how do I know? That somebody don't got this enterprise premium version that can see whatever I'm looking at anyway. I mean, I don't know that it was put there for trust anyway. <laughs> like, so. But Jasmine, what is your response? Like, what is your response to, like, do you ever look at your actual coworker stuff? I don't, I don't really look at LinkedIn. Okay. Unless I get a message or something that causes me to go there, in which that happened recently. And I see it's all kind of stuff on the feed and people uploading different stuff. Not just everybody has a profile. And if you're interested, right. you message them. That was new. Right. Mm. But, you know, I feel like LinkedIn has too many, like, automated responses for everything. What do you mean? You, it, I thought about it when you said that, Jasmine. You was like, unless you get a message on there. Literally, you log on to LinkedIn. You just look at the messages tab. And it's already <laughs> suggesting that you say, hello, Jasmine. How are you on this Tuesday? <laughs> And don't let Jasmine got on her uh, her thing that she is a podcast personality. They go, how is the podcast? Like you can do everything on there automated. Like on it's on somebody's work anniversary. You can literally mm-hmm. just click a button to send them a message, and then they can respond and say thank you, Erica. Like stuff like that. It just took it to the next level, and I feel like all LinkedIn messages, like they're insincere, 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 whatever the insincere. damn word is. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Potentially, um. Yeah, I mean, that that definitely could be the case. But, you know, I would hope not, you know. But I, I've also heard of people having really creepy, creepy in that, like, 
they're obviously on LinkedIn for work and other people are on there to flirt kind of thing. Have y'all ever had an experience like that? Yes. And it was not. I'm mad because this is what I told you that I had this, that I was going to talk about. Okay. But then. I didn't want to put it in there because I didn't want you to talk about it. Dang okay. It. No, we can oh. let's table that question to the end. <laughs> let's no, just, we can oh, do goodness. we can talk about it now. I don't have no personal experience or nothing. But what is y'all's philosophy? Do you think it's appropriate to slide in somebody LinkedIn DMs? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think not. That's not what that's for. It's not. I don't know because I've seen, I personally would not do it, but I've seen people disagree with me and say that, well, if you know you want a well-rounded person and you you want somebody with a job or you want somebody that's doing good for themselves, where else do you see that than LinkedIn? You want somebody to be equally yoked, right? <laughs> but I think the response to that is in the same way that I wouldn't want, you wouldn't, I wouldn't want to base my... I wouldn't want to base whether or not I'm going to reach out to somebody off their Facebook. I wouldn't want to do their LinkedIn. So I think that's just kind of a copy out to say that I want to see that they got a job, which, okay, maybe you got proof, but it's just not the time for you to be asking me for my number. Well, let's be real because everybody's going to, you're going to put things together anyway. Like if you check out checking out somebody, you're not just going to their Facebook. You go on to Facebook, Instagram. Do they have a Twitter? Let me see what they're thinking about. Maybe the LinkedIn popped up. You still Google people, Erica? Eh, not nearly as much. And if I do, it send me to their Facebook or their LinkedIn. Exactly. I don't know. I see a tweet right now that I'm finna live tweet from at Books to Bills, but it it says in quotations. <laughs> Every app is a dating app, close quotations. Then it says, let me go flirt on LinkedIn because in this economy, we only want successful, stable partners. And I agree with that. Again, if we go by what Jasmine just said, if you're going to go look at me on my Facebook, my LinkedIn and my Instagram, DM me on one of them. Wait, wait, wait. Jasmine didn't say that. But that, that's my part. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying like DM gotcha. me on one of the other ones, like Facebook and Instagram. Don't DM me on LinkedIn. And and maybe that's just me being persnickety, as one of my college professors used to say. But I just feel like let's keep it professional here. Like let's govern ourselves accordingly. And this is not the place. I do feel like though, if you do if you do flirt on LinkedIn or you do try to slide in some ideas on LinkedIn, though, I think that <laughs> then they can send you to HR. Like <laughs> like I just <laughs> feel like that's an HR violation. That's, and that's exactly what I mean by govern ourselves accordingly. We have to have our own internal human resource system, human resources system, and we got to know, like, this is just not time for that. And especially, like, the lines are blurred then, too, because what if I, you know, had connected with Shaq or ended up getting a message from Shaq hoping that he was going, I, I would be able to talk to him about University of Florida, and he trying to date me. It's like now everything about what I wanted is tainted, and I, I don't want to do that. Somebody said on Twitter, they said, if you're trying to flirt, endorse my skills on LinkedIn. How about that? <laughs> I mean. Do y'all, do people even look at that, though? Like, do you care? Like, I ain't never looked at nobody on LinkedIn and be like, oh, they endorsed by so-and-so. Potentially. Jasmine, do they do that in the, in, in the midwifery profession? Yes, endorsed by. 
okay, so if I'm looking at a candidate or they looking at me, they're going to see who I'm endorsed by and contact that person about me. Mm, okay. This is a perfect segue into the episode. Unless I think somebody said something about social media. No, go ahead, Erica. I can follow up with my, my social media updates at the end in my segment. So go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, And so... It looks like we already just amongst our small group have varying, you know, um, thoughts, comments, questions, and usage um, of LinkedIn. So this should be interesting. And so I was reading various articles um, about LinkedIn, but one of them came from this site called Balanced Careers, and it gave some tips on how to effectively use your LinkedIn account for wherever you are in your career at the time. And so I think there is this misconception especially now that i feel like um linkedin has really boosted the number of job search tools they supply versus where they were i think back in the day but um i think it's a misconception in general that linkedin is only for job searching where you know it's really a digital profile it's really a digital brand at any given time and i think i feel like Millennials are definitely in this place where we are very much so like we're trying to make connections with people some more than others sure but in general like there is this heightened importance of making like meaningful connections with people and I think this is a great place for them to be stored and then according to US News to Shaq's point um 95% of recruiters use LinkedIn as a major tool to search for talent and as I was like looking through a lot of the things today, I was like, you know, even if somebody were to say, I don't like LinkedIn, I want to do it the traditional way, or my resume has been doing fine for me, fine. Like, I wouldn't even tell you not to, to stop using those things. I wouldn't tell you to stop using those things. But I will put some consideration on using LinkedIn um, for job search only because so many recruiters use it. And um, it seems to be that LinkedIn has really optimized the that those tools for recruiters to find talent. So for no other reason, if you're trying to find a job, you might as well like go to the place where recruiters go. Um, and then to my last point, Jasmine, um, you said that some of the features were new to you. So I haven't, I was trying to explore it today, but it wasn't working for me. So I don't know if I'm missing something or need to play around a little bit now that I've gotten premium, but you can actually see what people were typing to get to you. Oh. So then like you can use those words in your like resume, use them in your cover letter, use them in your LinkedIn so that when people search those words or whatever, you know, they'll, you will pop up again or they'll see like basically in general, you see words or just any other information about the route that somebody took to get to you and like how you were in that train of history. And so I thought that was pretty dope. That is pretty interesting because, you know, <laughs> me, I don't pay for premium. So it just says this many people are looking at your profile. I never know who I never know how to get there. And so to me, that w if I'm job searching, I would actually pay for premium so that I can have that access, especially for people who have been in one field for a long time. Like for nursing really is word of mouth who, you know, to get certain positions. So if Say if I move to Austin or I move to California and don't necessarily have any connections and I'm looking, actively looking for jobs, like that would be important. What kind of lingo or what are they looking for here in my area um, that I could use on my resume to set myself apart? So that's cool. Were you going to say something, Shaq? 
No, I'm just sitting over here in awe because I've been wondering how in the hell these people be. And I don't because allegedly there's a setting on LinkedIn that you can turn on and say, I'm searching for a job, something like that, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or you can let you can make yourself visible, visible to recruiters or something. I don't know where it is. I'm not looking for a job right now, but I've been wondering how these random people email me. Or message me asking about stuff. And I'm like, I'm not even in this profession, but it's always been technical stuff that match my undergraduate degree. And I'm like, how are people finding me? So that would make sense that if maybe if they searched, you know, computer XYZ, then my name would come up. Right. And I, so you don't even have to have premium to tell LinkedIn you're looking for a job. Cause I actually set that up a few days before I got premium. And so you basically just like any other job, assist, digital job assist that you get on any site where you put in, um, like how many miles away you want, um, the name of the job, maybe the salary, um, full-time, part-time. It's the same kind of idea. Um, <clears throat> but it, uh, it asks you specifically for job titles that you're looking for. And then it will give you an opportunity to pull in people who've endorsed you on particular skills. And I feel like I'm missing one other piece, but nevertheless, because all of it is so embedded in LinkedIn, it just makes it really easy for recruiters to get the people who are one interested and who are, you know, drawn to you because of the certain, the language that you have in your LinkedIn or what, what people who have already endorsed you have said. Hmm. Okay. I have been at meetings where, you know, we doing a live spiker, we going around introducing ourselves. I was for, I was there for something very unrelated to midwifery, but someone in the in the group looked me up on LinkedIn and said, hey, I saw that you went to Texas Tech, blah, 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 blah. And I made a connection that way. So people are using it and I need to do a better job at uploading and updating what I got on there. Yeah, I'm in the process of because I am job searching. I'm in the process of doing that now. And I'm just about done. The only thing I haven't done is my summary. Um, and I haven't made my like little job search assist thing 100% live. Um, and so I'm doing that now. And I'm also, um, I guess, just trying to leverage it as much as I can. Um, because I am sort of kind of trying to change what I've been doing. And so I need to really be able to leverage everything that I have in order to make such a change. So we shall see what happens. And I, my next question was actually going to be just had you made any meaningful connections on LinkedIn? Oh, so that was one. Um, so around about LinkedIn or through LinkedIn, but not on LinkedIn, if that makes sense. Okay. So um, I haven't like gotten a job or a message or anything from LinkedIn that led to a job, but in passing have met people. Now that I think about it, up, um, I'll have a question for you, Erica. So recently job searching, have applications asked you to provide your LinkedIn information, like your personal URL? No, I well, yes, I have done it. I have applied for a job before with my profile and I have not, I don't think that I've applied for a job that mandated me 
to input the link, but I had the option to. And usually I would. Um, usually I would. Like right now where it is, is it's most, it's up to date except for my summary because I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, how I want to word things. But usually I would share it. And you reminded me that my job made it like a part of our onboarding process to um, update our LinkedIn which I did, like, <laughs> we all did. Um, but it made it mandatory, I mean, not mandatory, but they made it a part of the onboarding process to update your LinkedIn, obviously, with your new job position and connect to people in the company or whatever. And um, now when we send out um, job postings, when you open it, your picture and your LinkedIn information is on the side of the posting that future applicants read so that they can click on you and go look at everybody who's going to be in that candidate pool i'm sorry so they can look at everybody who's involved in their search so like the um i was in the assistant director thing and so every printout had my face on it my uh, chief program officer on it whoop de whoop and so they could go to our profiles and they know that we're a part of their search so if they wanted to reach out to us they could have or whatever the case may be, or if people outside the organization that we, um, when we shared it in our various networks, they could reach out and know that I was specifically a part of the search. So this was actually the first time I had ever really been challenged or asked to utilize it so much. So it's because of this job that it's even as up to date as it is. I think they should just start like do away with, cause I know Erica, you probably didn't ran into this. Y'all know how you be it's like upload your resume, then you upload your resume, and then it's like, okay, now type all your same experience. Oh, you, oh my god! And so I think it would be helpful if you could literally go in on LinkedIn, and maybe it's not even what you what you display on your regular profile, but where you can go in and electronically add all that information in, so universally people can just say, oh, here's the link, and it'll automatically pull from it. Because those are the things that supposed to read the resumes and populate, they don't be working right. Well, I think that and some of them do work right, but then you end up having to type all the stuff in in separate sections anyway. <laughs> yes. And I'm well, like, wow. To each colleague, please don't count on those uh, machines <laughs> to pull out your information. Please read them. We had so many applications where I'm like, you didn't even read this because it, it showed in Populate Right. It could have said whatever. Mm-hmm. Be having your it address date, in the university name, date of, right? Date of being fired, and it's got your start date on the job or something like mm-hmm. it's just wrong. You gotta read it. So, but I have seen, I haven't looked at a bunch of postings, but I do find that a lot of the jobs that have been posted on LinkedIn, which in general, just LinkedIn is really good for, uh, just like you would go to higheredcom Just kind of mom. That's not what I'm thinking about. Indeed, indeed, or Google Jobs. Like LinkedIn has that many jobs too. So you can just go on LinkedIn to search and put in stuff. And I've found that a lot of those jobs that they may be recommended for me, um, they have a apply with LinkedIn button, or some of them make it to where it's an easy apply. You just click your LinkedIn profile button and you don't have to do anything else. So let me tell y'all a story why that's so important. Because I mean, Erica, you've met my father, but. Shaq, my dad is a hospice nurse. He does like home health stuff. And he has been getting client referrals or family referrals for a long time. And he hasn't had to pull or apply for jobs on the internet. So this is the first time in years. 
And he he asked me, he said, well, how do you feel about ZipRecruiter? I was like, oh, it's, you know, credible. It's fine. Just kind of double check your facts and addresses and stuff and where you send the information. If they are asking very personal questions, like you would be, you need to be aware. Um, and he ended up almost getting scammed on ZipRecruiter. What happened? So. I mean, to the extent that you can share, but. Right, right, right. Well, he was. A guy was on there asking for a caregiver for his dad and they were texting, calling. I think they FaceTimed or did something, but he was just like, okay, I think it's going to be a really good fit. X, Y, and Z. We're going to mail these supplies to you so that you can, you know, be ready when you show up. I even put an advance in there. Like, uh, you know, like you get your first week up front or something like that. And my dad, he don't know. Right. He older generation. He don't know. So he's like, okay, great. Went to cash that check and baby, it was hot. What? So that could have, and my dad was like, I didn't think anything of it because it came by FedEx. It had a tracking number. I didn't think anything of it. He went to the bank and almost tried to cash it. He said something that was the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Something told him just to ask about the check before he tried to deposit it in in his account. And the man was like, Mr. Ferris, this is fake. I'm so sorry. I hope you didn't give them your bank information. He said, well, he was asking for the direct deposit information. Let's see. It was he gave it to him. He didn't give it to him. But I can only imagine somebody that did, you know, my dad asked me for advice, but somebody else who don't have nobody, they just going off of, you know, these people are good. They need help. I'm going to help well, them. I got a job. Well, you know, they also got them scams. Say he didn't ask and he just went and cashed the check. And when it, it's, it works, I don't know exactly how, but I something along the lines of like whenever you cash the check, the bank knows which account you use to put it in. So then it withdraws way more. Have y'all heard of those scams? Yes. Mm-mm. I have. It's like you cash a check for like $500. They give you 500. But then a couple of days later, they're going to take out 5000 from your account. So they be doing stuff like that too, getting older people. It's That's so sad. sad. Mm-hmm. I have an old coworker. Her mom got scammed and it was $20,000. And you don't know what type of like, I, I bet that that just because like the banks are unforgiving. They don't really care. It's just sad, y'all. And what happened was someone called her and said, your grandson is in trouble. And, you know, old, she's in her 80s. So she was like, oh, my gosh, what do I need to do? And they said, well, if you want your um, he's in jail right now, we need you to wire this amount of money to the bail bondsman or something. Um, he doesn't want you to tell anybody. She's like, OK, OK. Kept wiring money. Twenty thousand dollars. Mm. So, colleagues, y'all better check on y'all old folks who ain't the most hip and, and let them know not to be sending money. And I told my granny, don't send anybody any money. Because she's gotten, uh, they've attempted to scam her too. But a long time ago, I told her. And so I was like, don't do it. And I was, I'm pretty sure that this thing that they claimed that it was this uh, long, like long lost insurance policy. I think that it was a scam. So we just stopped fooling with them. But this made me think about something. Have y'all seen a fall from grace? No, not yet. I I didn't feel like watching it. <sighs> is it good? Friend, this is a good, Jasmine, you seen it. No, but my last client was telling me about it. And she was like, you just let, you can stay. I'm your last client. Stay and watch it with me. I was like, I'm not watching this. Is that good? 
Y'all don't know what you're missing. I will say that I watched it and I enjoyed the movie as if it was like Oscar worthy. A Tyler Wait, Perry Oscar-ish production. Movies, right. But don't it was play Tyler good. Perry like but, that. But th- thank you. Thank you. But then. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother what in the hell happened. But go ahead, Shaq. I'm sorry. People went on social later, like, and they nitpicked it and found all the bloopers. And now here I am. I'm a person. Y'all, I find bloopers in any movie, in any show. And I saw them in Tyler Pierce, but I didn't think that it was any different than what I, you saw a microphone at some point. Sometimes the tie don't be tied the same. Sometimes the hair be different, or sometimes the angles don't quite match up with what the people saying. I find that all the time. So I said, all this say it wasn't any different watching Tyler Pierce movie than it did i mean it didn't feel any different watching that movie as it did any other movie but you know people especially black folks they gonna get on there and they have nitpicked the hell out of this movie (laughs) on social media so please y'all if you haven't watched it still go give it a try but i ain't gonna ruin it but it made me think about some scamming happened financially in the movie and it was very close to what we were just saying so y'all have to go listen because i just think it'll be pretty good I mean, mm-hmm. I said, listen, y'all know what I mean. Go watch it. <laughs> We're going to watch it. We're going to watch it. And shout out to my daddy because just, he just, this thought, this just made me think about this too. He always, <laughs> y'all know them necklaces and that jewelry they be uh, posting on um, Facebook and it'll be like, it'll be a poem and it'll be like from dad. So like mm-hmm. a dad would buy for their daughter. And that kind of stuff or like, you know, them them uh, federal student loan forgiveness programs. That's not the public. And so he always send me pictures. Is this real? Is this real? Oh. That's, that's what he always send me. I'll be like, no, daddy, just leave it alone. Don't buy that. Like, so it's shout out so to my sad daddy. that we got to do that nowadays. Shout out to Mr. John, though. <laughs> yeah, Mr. John. That's my dude. Mr. John sent me this random text message this weekend, and I ain't gonna tell what it was, but it wasn't it funny, Erica? You can tell the people. <laughs> Y'all, he sent me this animal. It was like a random picture. <laughs> it was a random picture of a possum. It was an it was an opossum, but I I saw it and I was like, I think that's a possum, and I kept looking, and I was I was a little nervous. It's like, is this a muskrat or something? Like, what is it? Because it. <laughs> It was kind of far off or whatever. And so I finally responded. I was like, I don't know what it is, Mr. John. What is it? He's like, that's a possum. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. And if you know Mr. John, you know why that's just so funny because it was so random. And I was drunk as hell when I was reading that message, too, because I was in Tampa having a good time. I see. I'm lying. I'm just used to saying that when you say stuff like that. Well, the thing is, is I was posting stuff on my stories and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what I posted. So I just hope it wasn't nothing bad. I didn't I, do anything bad. So I know that it did like it wasn't bad like that. But I still have certain standards for my social. And so I hope that I was living up to said standards. We hope so, too. But to round out our staff, well, to end out our staff meeting question, we just want to talk about LinkedIn, let you know that there's some multiple use for them. Just to leave you with the um, tips that I have, again, you um, should fill out your summary with words that you know recruiters for your field would be looking for. Um, Keep your profile up to date. You don't want old information on it and be active and um, also get endorsements from the people who that have worked for you. And so if y'all have any success stories 
or I guess not so successful stories about your LinkedIn slash job search with LinkedIn or whatever your um, experience is being, please share. We would love to hear. And now we're going to kick it to Jasmine. It's time for Reading with Jazz. Is that what the segment's called? Reading with Jazz? Reading Rainbow. Mm-mm. I'm ready to ask Nurse J. Right. I'm still waiting on you to ask me, Shaq. Oh, I ain't got nothing. I'm just saying I, I want somebody else to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually got in a really interesting conversation with a coworker because we were talking about like, how do you meet friends as an adult? And how do you find somebody with common interests? So I shared, you know, hey, there's the meetup app. There's this, there's that. And it got me to thinking, it's just like high school all over again. Like you picking a club. <laughs> Uh huh. Mm hmm. And were y'all involved in any clubs in high school? Lots. I was in choir. You know, I was from a small town, so if you you couldn't be just involved in one, you had to be involved in all three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Three of them. Yeah, I was in choir. It made me think, like, okay, I like reading, I like movies, and so that's what I was looking into. But then I also. You know, when you get old in age, you're like, I want to try something else. And so right. I joined or we joined um, a writing group hmm. to write like scripts and stuff. I find that very interesting now that I'm you know, cool. closer to 30. Shaq was trying to put me in the 40s, but I'm 30. I'm <laughs> 30 this year. <laughs> so it, may, it, it, it just got us to thinking like it's never too late to switch clubs, right? You can be be involved in a lot of different things and at a lot of different stages in your life. So Jasmine, the nurse or the midwife, is not the only dimension to me. You know, I like to write. I like to read. I might like to hike. You know, whatever. It's not it's never too late to find a hobby and switch it up a little bit. Beautifully said. You know, I think about this made me think about something real quick, Jasmine, because, you know, I work at a university. So. We always tell students, it's like, get involved, find your passion, do all these things. At the beginning, join several clubs and then you can scale it back if you don't want to. If it's taking too much time, you know, fine. And I realized that even though I have friends here now, in my old uh, town, I had a few friends, but I didn't have much to do outside of work. And so I wasn't even taking my own advice. Ain't that the worst when you be giving some solid advice, but then you think about it and you ain't even taking it? Mm hmm. That's what I was about to say. I, I never thought about it like you said in terms of on meetup. Join a club, join the group, and join this, and you know, figure out what you like. And um, so that's solid. That is, check. I thought I, I thought you was gonna say that anyway, just based off the fact that we work in higher ed and used to tell that the students all the time. And it's like I I feel like we had conversations while we was in grad school about how a lot of that information, like even as grad students, was still applicable. Like you know. The same transitions and stuff that college students go through, they're not necessarily different when you become an adult. Yeah. It is wrapped in different paper. That's very true. I also was thinking about one day, and I don't know how in the hell I just thought about this, but how it's like, you know, like we don't live in the same places where we're from, right? Mm -hmm. And so... That's so normal to me. Like I didn't got up, I didn't moved across the damn country, and I'm doing X, Y, Z. But I was thinking about how such a small percentage of people actually do that. Mm. 
You know, like I feel like people easily probably move. I don't know no statistics, but I would say that probably a good deal of people move within two hours, three hours from their hometowns and call it a day. But like here I am 15 hours away from home. And I was thinking about people really don't do that that often, you know? Mm. I, I think about it more and more that I'm so far away. And you know how like it used to be the misconception that people move so far from home because they don't have a good relationship with their family. Or like just because yep. they get on their nerves. And I have to, I remember, I remember as I've gotten further and further away, I always have to clear how people like, I'm not this far away because my parents get on my nerves. I'm just as far away because this is where I ended up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I ain't never thought about it like that, but I guess some people probably do do that. Well, as far as like graduating high school, going off to college, I definitely understand, you know, get that. Like why you go so far away. But I was talking to another client today and it made me think that I'm very glad that I have went to college in, you know, a different area. And I really think it's beneficial for you to move as an adult to a new area because it just challenges you in so many different ways than if you mm-hmm. were to stay in your hometown or go to college in a different town, then move back home. That's a whole culture shock in itself. Because yeah. you've been in right. an environment and then coming back to something old that has still continued to change. Um, so there's just so many different levels to your moves and what you, I guess, what you want out of life. Right. I think about it like when I be going home for the holidays, the one thing I don't ever want anybody to look at me and say is that I didn't change and just became too Hollywood on like, you know, everybody I know. But y'all, I don't be at home all the time and I really be forgetting people. Like not not prominent people, but like I'm saying, like some of my classmates may have had a kid or, you know, so and so uncle or something or so and so auntie, like people that you didn't really fool with. But, you know, you would have recognized their face had you stayed at home. Like I said, I acknowledge mine probably different because I'm from such a small area. But I'd be at home asking my friends, like, y'all, who is that? And I'd be like, you you know so-and-so. That's Peach's cousin. And I'm like, you right. But should I be forgetting? I don't want it to ever seem like I'm doing that on purpose. Like that I, you know, then went away from home. But my mind be getting bad. I feel like anybody that would trip over that is just like, that mean you ain't had enough to do. Because we grown now. Friend, I'm talking about a whole different world when I'm talking about like the way some, you know, people are and stuff and like. Yeah. But Jasmine, it's funny that we was got to talking about college because earlier today when I was at work doing my, you know, doing my notes, preparing for today's staff meeting. Mm. What I write down, what that first thing say? It says <coughs> Lamar University was recognized for what? 16? For 16 top degree programs in the united states it just randomly came across my feed and i was like well look at god let me tell jasmine about that later today and so i did a little research and it was they got some really high-ranked engineering uh oh yeah programs and there was a couple other things yeah it was a couple of things i was like oh this is really nice so shout out to lamar university and all the lamar university alums beautiful that's dope. That's Jasmine, by the way, for y'all who don't know. <laughs> Jasmine, does she want to talk about your book? I haven't picked up another book. I was going to say, is the name of the book struggling or are you struggling? Because <laughs> on the agenda, it says struggling. I'm struggling. I put struggling in caps because I have picked up so many books. I'm like, nothing is resonating with me. But re- here recently, movies have. And so I've been watching Netflix. 
Um, I watched The Witcher. That was pretty good. Mm. Um, but this morning I started watching The Goop Lab with uh, Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow. Paltrow. Yes. It was really good. I think I'm on episode like three. But it's very interesting to see, it is. you know, these people that you would not necessarily think would try these different interventions. Alternative. Alternatives. Alter- there we go. Thank you. That's dope. Everybody should watch it. It's interesting. It's really good. But that's it. Thank you, Jasmine. I just, I, I don't know how many of our listeners are power fans, but, you know, obviously those of us who are, you know, riding the wheels, riding into the wheels fall off with power, know that it's one more episode left. And it doesn't come out this week. It comes out on the 9th. And I just want to acknowledge, like, I have always loved TV. And I don't know. This is just kind of one of, in my adult life, one of the shows that I was just kind of, I saw it when it ended. And I'm like, you know, as an adult, I was fully cognizant. Like, I've been watching it from the beginning. And now it's about to end in my lifetime. And I don't know. It just seems weird. And I want us to know, like, do y'all get invested in shows like that? Like, and, you know, like the characters and talk about them. Like, me and my coworkers talk about power every Monday morning. We talk about it all week, to be honest. But, like, we really are invested to write dissertations on these shows. Every every now and then I do like some shows I get really passionate about and I want to go talk about it. Like uh, recently I've been watching. Well, I've watched you. And so seemingly mm. everybody around me has watched you. So I've been, you know, talking to people about it like that. I will say for me, though, I struggle with shows that last a long, long time. So like power, I started off watching power. And I, it just like after a few episodes when they introduce way too many storylines and too much happening and I had to think too much, I lose incentive <laughs> to go back to it. Same way with how to get away with murder. Lord knows I was obsessed with that show. And then it just become too much murder and too much, too many storylines. And mm-hmm. I don't listen to it anymore. So I do when things don't last long, I will, you know, get invested for me, though. Um, most of the time when I see stuff on TV and I connect with it it is from sports and i'd be very remiss if i didn't you know ask for eight seconds of silence on today's podcast um right now we're gonna do that right now because one of the um and i think everybody knows about now um just to give y'all a little insight kobe um, Brian passed away two days ago at this point. So that kind of shows you how the delay we have in our recording. Um, but um, that for me is one of the instances where, you know, obviously that's a very tragic event. But in that similar fashion, this really hit me recently, friend, because I realized that for sports figures, that's what I do. I get so invested in their lives and I don't ever get, you know, like I was like, mm. I was, you know, celebrities die all the time. But when it was a sports figure, somebody that I've literally grown up watching this sport all my life, I understand what you mean by like you become part of this. It becomes part of you. You don't know what you're going to do now that it's no longer there. So, yeah. That was very beautifully done. Yes, very. (laughs) I think people are so invested in power in the characters that when we see them outside of that role, we like, we don't even like that new. (laughs) Right. 
Supposedly, you know? <laughs> Tariq has been receiving death threats. All right. I'm like, okay, okay. y'all. It's too far. You're gone too far. Death. And then folks then went a little too crazy. Run yeah. it out. Um, My show that but, I do like that is uh, Queen Sugar. Ooh. <sighs> Queen okay. Sugar is good. Ooh, I like that one. Yes. <laughs> but I ain't watched it in like, I haven't watched it yet. I ain't watched it in a little while, though. It's it so ain't good. out right now. We're still waiting on it. Yeah, I ain't caught up on last season either. Oh, okay. But get to it, friend. Yeah, you got some time. You know what I found that and this is the same reason that um when I was watching uh what was that movie that just came out recently? Um Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. I have a very similar feeling watching Queen and Slim as I do watching Queen Sugar because my anxiety goes through the roof and I'm always thinking, oh, Lord, turn the corner. Somebody about to die. Somebody about to get shot. And when in Queen Sugar, when um, what's the oldest daughter name? Charlie. Charlie. When Charlie be doing stuff and be hanging out with all of them crooked white men and stuff, I'd be like, Lord, they finna kill her. They gonna shoot her. They gonna mm. do something. And I'm just like, and that's how it was. And so I realized that when shows get to the point where I can't watch it because I can't enjoy it, I stop watching it. And I think that's what's happening right now with Queen Sugar. Mm. Interesting. Well, I am 100% invested in power and this upcoming finale. Power never ends. True power fans know that um, they're about to start, like, I guess, this series of power episodes that i guess go deeper into different characters lives and so um we know that ghost and tommy are for sure coming and so i'm just really excited to keep following this show i love tv i love talking about it and so we will see who shot ghost very soon but this ain't no different than soap operas and back in the day hell it just came on every day and you know right and i thought about that i was like man this is my soap opera like but I really, like, I get super invested in the TV. That's why, like, if you go into my Netflix, like, you will see so many half-eaten shows, if you will. Half-bitten apples. Because I, it takes me, it takes me, it's a commitment for me to say I'm finna finish this. And some stuff just don't be grabbing me. Speaking of Netflix, I ain't gonna say no names, but somebody been, lo- somebody been uh, <laughs> clicking on the wrong account, watching their stuff on the wrong one. And one of my friends told me about it. <laughs> Tim's accused you, Erica, of uh, <laughs> of clicking, <laughs> clicking the wrong Netflix username, watching stuff. How he figured it was me. I'm just telling you. I, you know, I ain't, re- I ain't here to be messy. I'm just kind of telling you what happened, what was said. Erica said oh, okay. she wants some variety. Okay, that's how you get variety when you go under somebody else's name. No, but for <laughs> real. But I wouldn't click on Tim's name. Because he don't have the taste? I don't even know what Tim watches. Well, he know what you watch because apparently you didn't watch it on his name. So there you go. (laughs) I don't think that's correct. Do you share Netflix with anybody? Uh, My wife and her family. Oh, okay. And speaking of which, I guess her sister just logged on and she done added herself a profile. We logged on. Uh -uh. What is it? added it. Just added it with a little picture, too. I was like, oh, okay. All right. You know what y'all ought to do, Jasmine? Tell Nikki to be petty and go on there and put um and put some parental controls we, on it. We should. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Now, that is funny. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I know we're going to move on. But speaking of parental controls, what's that? It's not HGTV. What is it where they be selling stuff all day? 
QVC and HSN. Yes. That's what I put a parental control on from my mama. Okay. Because my daddy called me talking about we got packages at the door. I need you to do something about this. So we had to put a parental control on there. And she went to find, she went to turn it on one day. She said, what happened? We just bust out laughing. We was on the floor crying. (laughs) (laughs) I used to watch that growing up. My mom orders off of it. So does mine. And she be having all them damn boxes. She late at night. Y'all, they they used to come on in the country. And you would think I would have ordered so many vacuum cleaners and and (laughs) blenders and stuff. And, (laughs) because <laughs> I used to like I used to religiously watch that but let me tell y'all about uh parental controls real quick I'm gonna go quick so when from the time I was zero until I was in the seventh grade <laughs> we had zero. cable and I live in the country <laughs> so in the country you didn't have cable like your cable didn't have all the channels that everybody else had and so I didn't know anything about I knew Disney Channel existed because for two reasons it came on on one Saturday morning remember on ABC it came on early in the morning and then it also my auntie used to have one and other people around me they used to have satellites so that's how I really knew about all of the channels and stuff so seventh grade, we get a satellite at the house. And y'all, we shouldn't even talk cotton now. Cause we like, I'm happy. I can watch anything I want. And it came with a free HBO trial for like three or six months or somebody like that. And so my cousin and Jack, me and my cousin Jazz live together at my granny's house. And so Jack, I go in Jazz's room. She watching Johnson Family Vacation. She watching all the movies <laughs> on HBO. And I'm like, I can't, this ain't showing up on my TV. Y'all, my granny and them had put parental controls, had the people when they installed it to put the parental controls on my bedroom. I guess so I couldn't watch HBO. And I'm like, HBO at this point, it ain't even like it used to be, you know, where it used to be nasty stuff. Now it's just <laughs> movies all day. So then you know me. You know, I always have to go around the system. Yeah, and I hadn't even hit puberty. Well, I was probably barely did. So my voice went deep. I used to be my granny on the phone all the time. I called into <laughs> Direct TV. And I told them, I said, I don't know what's happening, but I cannot log in to, I cannot get to my shows. I'm going to have to change that password for all my TVs. <laughs> so you know what I did? I went and I blocked it on everybody's TV and I only put it on mine. I made them pay. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to watch movies and I can't watch them. Talk Mm-mm. about petty. Right. Petty is who I am. It's what I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> 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 what I <laughs> it's just her well, she, we ain't have enough time today y'all i have my millennial music mashup but we're gonna do it again we'll do it later because we already we got, passed our time we got we got we could take a few minutes to do a millennial music mashup if it's what you're gonna do the one thing you're gonna do well you ain't got it i got it i got it but it ain't the same way so i said i'm gonna do it a little different this time remember last time we tried to remix the lyrics to some some songs we knew but today I got two songs and they popular like they, you know, pillar songs for us growing up. Did you so see all the songs to... I put in? Yeah. And I also took them off of there because so the, the options wouldn't be there anymore because I took one of them. Um, but I'm going to tell you this. I ain't going to tell you the exact lyrics and whoever gets the gets the song first. I'm going I'm to cash out them uh, nine dollars. <laughs> 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 okay. So, my first song, it talks about... Um, do you have oh, enough shit. for a tester? Oh, like, okay. So, like, do one. Um, I need a demonstration. Okay. Well, I had two. I'm just going to test one and we'll just do the other one, okay? Okay. 
So this song is about this person who is in love with someone. Um, but at some point, she felt like, damn, I, I, dang, I already told you. That. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say this, so you know it's a she. <laughs> she in love with somebody, but at some point something happened and they was, she was like, I don't love you no more. And then I think they broke up. But then when she wanted to get back together, she was like, you know, I said all these things, but I really didn't mean that. And my heart is really with you. And I think that we have a future together. <laughs> that ain't good. I mean, I'm going to keep going, but I just want to know if anybody got it already. Can, do we have multiple guesses? Yeah. I was about to say I'm in love with another man, but I don't think Jasmine Sullivan went back to her, the original guy. Mm-mm. I was thinking the same Mm-mm. thing. Your name Jasmine Sullivan. Okay, so then the person she even talked about, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say depressed, but I don't really mean it. So, no matter of fact, I ain't even gonna say it. She is in this deep state of unease and whatever. She, you know what I mean. She depressed, and she's like, every time I hear so and so on the radio, I think about you. Like I'm trying to do all these things, and I turn around, and oh, 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 is it a we belong together, Rocker? Yes, oh, yes. I'm like, I can hear it, but. <laughs> yeah, I knew when I said radio, y'all was going to get it. Woo, okay. This is fun. Bobby Womack's on the radio saying to me, if you think you're lonely now. Hey. I got to change it. Okay, so what if the rule is easy? You have to start singing a song. Okay, that's the okay. That's what you're gonna do for this last one, real quick. Okay, this our okay. last one. It's the last one. So, this one is very similar in that there was love, and then it kind of waned off, if you will. And so these um these artists they kind of talk about how um how it, at the beginning of this relationship they were in a very good place. You know, they were in honeymoon phase. Um, blah, 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 blah. But now all of a sudden things have changed. And so now where I felt like in the beginning, <laughs> we were, you got it. Somebody got it. It's just funny how you describing it. <laughs> okay. So now when I felt like in the beginning, we were really in love. Now I feel like you using me. And so therefore I got a few questions and I got these questions and if you can't answer these questions to my liking, we can't talk no more. Um. Okay. I, if I ask one of the questions, y'all gonna get it. So let me go to. If some you more. don't want me, then don't talk to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good one. Um. So I need to know if you really invested in this relationship, but I also need to know if you invested in me financially. Financially, what song is this? Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my bills? Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. We're gonna have to play this again. And Shaq, I don't want you to put any of the songs on the uh, agenda, okay? Because the that only one, one was... on there was Bills, Bills, Bills because Erica put it up there. Yeah, I need no, I need it to be a fair playing ground, an even ground, okay? But now everybody okay. knows how to play now for real too. Oh, that's fun. I like that shake. Okay, okay. I love it. We have to change okay. the name. Okay, we will. We will. I just felt like it would have been difficult to do the music the way we used to do because yeah. I don't put the music on there. Yeah. And so I was like, mm, let me change it. There no, it this is. is perfect. Shout out to Books to Bills. We had our first 
We gonna name it. Matter of fact, y'all help us name it. Okay, y'all help us name it. We had our first insert long pause here. We gonna name it. <laughs> we gonna name it. <laughs> we gonna name it. I did really quickly, and I hate I had to wait to the end because I had some social media that I wanted to uh, to shout out some people because let me tell y'all how over the la- this first episode of the f- uh, third season, take number three, mm-hmm. people been listening, and our colleagues, we need to appreciate them. We yes. have had like 400 listens in the last few days. And I'm like, dang, y'all, y'all better support. Um, So I got a couple things for some folks. I'm going to read this one. My cousin was like, good morning, cuz. I finally listened to y'all's podcast and I really enjoyed it. I must admit the topic team culture really grabbed my attention and made me think I'm going to have to go back and listen to more. So shout out to Kyra because she started listening. And I really appreciate her. Thank you, Kyra. Um, one of my friends, Alicia, who, uh, well, she got by Richie now. Alicia, um... She put uh, on her Facebook, she wanted to know, how do you properly slide into someone's DMs? Mm-hmm. And so shout out to Devin Moore. Hey, Devin. Um, Devin said, you slide in quietly. <laughs> um, then I asked on my Instagram and Brianna Alicia, Jonathan Tumwar, and my niece Talia, they all responded. Somebody said, the way you slide into people's DMs is you'd be like, you trying to marry me or not? And I felt like that one was a little too abrupt. So mm-hmm. Brie gonna get me curved if I do some shit like that. Um, <laughs> and then Jonathan said, you can comment or reply to something they just posted, hyping them up. Okay. And I was like, okay. Compliments. That's appropriate. And then my niece, who is real young, so this kind of give you, you know, insight into what the young folks be thinking. She said, like at least three pictures first, then wait on them to return the like, then you slide in the DMs. Oh my God, girl, bye. <laughs> We're gonna be waiting to Jesus come. Right. Why she she We're had a wrong. specific number three? The number is three. <laughs> but then I, I see I don't like that advice because sometimes I go to people like if I just followed you and I ain't never followed you before, I will just like the pictures that I like because I like the pictures, not because I'm trying to holler, you know? Right. Well, okay. But anyway, I did like somebody a, out there. I who, did like wife's I'm, pictures. And I was like waiting. Okay, I'm on your niece's side. <laughs> I'm on your niece's well, side. You I know, like I have to go with what's tried and true. And waited. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Jasmine don't want to teach but, nobody um, her ways. Right. I was just me. There is the way. Look, three likes. Because she ain't each. say all of that last week, Erica. I forgot. Right. Three likes each. You'll get married in the six months. There you go. <laughs> Amen. You heard it here first. You sure did. Well, if you disagree with that advice, you let us know how you're going to slide into the DMs. You can do that multiple ways. You can do it on Facebook and Instagram at Books to Bills Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and engage with us at Books to Bills. And then if you want to send us an email, you know, let us know what you up to here. Even send us some future topics. Please do that. And email us at from Books to Bills Podcast at gmail.com. Bye.